Hello, and welcome to the Ringgold Band podcast series, Sustaining an American Music Tradition. My name is Cindy Miller-Unks, the president of the band. This podcast is going to be very special. We are making a live recording of a Monroe All House March, the Penn Wheelman, by the request of Dave Klein. With me is Jim Seidel, the conductor of the band, and he is going to tell you a little bit more about this session. This is kind of a very special session for the band. Uh, Dave approached me a few weeks ago about recording the Penn Wheelman March. The Penn Wheelman were a bicycle club in Reading back in the 1880s, <clears throat> predating them as putting on races prior to the Tour de France even. And this was Althaus wrote this march for that bicycle club. And it's a, actually a march that gets very little play. But uh, the longer we have worked on it, the more exciting the march, I think, has become. So you, as the podcast progresses, you're going to hear from Dave Klein and you're going to hear what a recording session's like with the Ringgold Band. So this piece, for what, you know, just in case you don't know, he wrote this piece. Uh, he was very enamored with the Penn Wheelman Bicycle Club. There go the Penn Wheelman March, two-step. Penn Wheelman Club was one of the first major bicycle organizations in the, in the United States and the world, and it was right here in Reading, Pennsylvania. And in the 1870s, 1880s, 1890s, on up to about 1900, even before the Tour de France was ever started, Reading, Pennsylvania was hosting world-class bicycle races. People would come over here, cyclists on boats and ships and stuff to compete in Reading's half-mile velodrome. And cool. grandstand that was up in Reading City Park, where City Park is now. There was a gorgeous track up there that hold thousands of people, and people would come out and watch these people race, and they'd play music. And then, when the Penn Wheelman got to an age where they couldn't wheel so good no more, <laughs> guess what they did? They turned into a, a band that went on to work with the Shriners and so forth, and they put on concerts and shows and reviews and follies and things like that. So they morphed from bicyclists to musicians and presenters of shows. That's our heritage. It's really fantastic. We're documenting this for the Reading 120 so the world can see what we have here. Cool. Thank, you. And thank you so much for doing With our recording session, Jim, is there anything that you do differently in your preparation for rehearsal or to get the band ready for a recording session? Well, it's, it, a lot of it's very similar in, in studying the music and being prepared and knowing what what concept and what things you want to bring out about a piece of music. Uh, <clears throat> when I prepare to do a recording session, I, I think I, I don't know if I, the word over-prepare is accurate, but we, I think I actually go just a bit deeper due to the fact that you have a limited amount of time. You're, you're bringing in a recording person and you don't want to inconvenience them. And if, if you're paying for a, a recording session, it becomes costly because of mistakes and things like that. So my job is to uh, educate the, the ensemble the best that I possibly can uh, prior to the recording session and then just do a review uh, of the piece before we actually go into the recording process. And little things you look at is with a group like the Ringo Band, sometimes maybe not every person has been at, at a previous rehearsal, so they may miss out on some things. So there's, there's review things that you point out before you even play one note. And it's the hope that everyone in the ensemble, which I'm sure they do, is mark their music to, because in those old days when these were printed, there were very little markings, but it was not how Monroe Althouse would conduct or expect his march to be played, but he had his own style of playing. 
just like John Philip Sousa didn't mark his music because he wanted his band to sound different than, say, the Ringo band under Monroe Walthouse. So there are all those little subtleties that you want to bring out in the march. And because this is not a familiar one, and there's obviously no recordings to go back and listen to, this makes it even um, more of a congenial thing on my part to, to create something that's very special. And uh, you're going to hear from Dave Klein a little bit later on, probably. And Dave is going to talk about the Penn Wheelman and the march. And this is a conversation that we had. So it helps me understand and make the march come alive. Then I think once I stand on that box and say, okay, guys, here we go, I think I do as much as I can from a conductor's standpoint of almost overconducting without getting in the way to make sure that those little subtleties from each or various sections will take place. Uh, I certainly would not conduct the march the same way if we were out in public doing that, uh, or it's a different approach. But it, for the sake of time and reinforcement, I feel it's necessary for me to just do a little bit extra to bring out some things. My biggest, my biggest fear is when we're doing a recording session, I tend to like maybe hum a part here and there. And the, I was going to mention that. I, I think that will be your biggest challenge. That, that probably is my biggest challenge because you sort of, and I think it's from my days of doing a middle school band, you sometimes want to encourage kids so you sort of sing along or you, you, you shout out an instruction or don't forget the dynamic here or we're going to get a little slower right here, whatever the case may be. And when you're recording, you... It's not really a good practice to do when you're doing a recording session. <laughs> well, so that's our that's my challenges, and uh, hopefully the recording is going to turn out exciting, and you'll be able to listen to it the day of the Reading 120. Jim, thank you for explaining your preparation for the recording session. Now we would like you to actually experience what it is like to go through a recording session with the band. The first example you'll hear is Jim's rehearsal before we actually put it to the mic. Don't don't elevate yourself to make a crescendo. Start where we were and then make the crescendo. Here we go again. One, two, same play. measure of the second strain, that's a crescendo to that forte. It's just like just the triplet isn't there, but it needs to lead to the fortissimo or the forte. Yeah. Yes, Mark? Um, so, okay, second strain, the fifth bar, we actually have a forte written there, and you want a piano, so we should change it. Yes. You did it wonderful the first time, the second time you assumed it would happen. And you know what happens when you do that? Yep. Next question. Yeah. 
Second time, it's a crescendo. Should be marked. Uh, as we played those first 16 bars, we get, the volume was coming up. Let's try to keep it down, keep the musicality there, but and it can go like this. It doesn't have to be stable, but it, it, it should end soft so that the trumpet end, or whoever has that, uh, is good and solid. I, I'd like to do that trio one more time. Trio. and lots of fun. Oh, it sure was. Think it went well. What about what about the conductor? Well, the conductor felt that the first take was pretty good. The second take we stopped halfway through. There were just some things that didn't make me happy. <laughs> Nothing serious. Right. Uh, but the third take I thought was a good recording and Dave seemed to be pretty pleased with it. And so from our standpoint, this podcast is really a different one because we've introduced a, just a particular piece. We've recorded the piece, and you heard the process. You heard Dave Klein wrap all this together. So this whole series of podcasts, I'm hoping you're enjoying listening to because you're sort of seeing what happens in the four walls of the Ringgold Band Rehearsal Hall. Yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in. And please visit our website often to find out our activities and our upcoming performances at www.ringgoldband.com. So this is Cindy Miller-Angst and... Jim Seidel, the conductor of the band, and we hope you enjoyed this. And until our next podcast, have a great day. <laughs>